0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit corin.com. Hello, welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Karine Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashiiwame ni sakaya, but what is exactly are? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my good guests. My guest today is Maurice Dudley, who is an awamori specialist based in Okinawa. Awamori is a very important traditional alcohol beverage from Okinawa Prefecture, but Its preciousness is yet to be known outside Japan. Maurice went to Japan for the first time in 1994 as an airman. He was stationed at a U.S. military base in Okinawa and fell in love with Awamori. Since then, he has continued to deepen his knowledge of and passion for Awamori, and now he owns an Awamori bar and trading company, Blue Habu, in Okinawa City. So today we'll discuss how Maurice discovered the charm of Awamori what awamori is, and difference between shochu, how to drink awamori, the latest of the awamori industry, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan is available on the Heritage Radio Net- Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please, write review. we really appreciate your feedback. And uh, one quick another announcement. So we are running the Summer Fundraiser. So um, Heritage Trader Network, or HRN, is a not-for-profit organization, and we run over 35 member-supported weekly podcasts to empower the world through food. And this month, we are asking you to join us. By supporting HRN during this membership drive, you'll become a part of our community. Uh, so please go to slash donate to become an HRN member today. And thanks to an anonymous donor, all donations coming in through the end of uh, July, from now to July 31st, will be matched up to $10,000. So now it's time to reach out to, uh, to your networks. And as a thank you for your tax-deductible donation, you can receive a regional swag as well. And again, the web address is slash donate And thank you so much. All right, so let's start a conversation with Maurice Dudley. Hello, Maurice. Welcome back to uh, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, thank you.
1: So yeah, you are in Okinawa, and uh, thank you for hosting up so late as well. Thank you. <laughs> right. So first, uh, to get to know you, where you're from, and what did you eat when you grew up?
2: Oh, okay. I, I grew up in New Mexico. My my dad was uh, also in the Air Force, and that's uh, where he was stationed when I was a, a youngster. <laughs> I grew up there, and my mom was from is from uh, South Carolina, so we basically ate, ate uh, southern foods, uh, popular foods in the southern parts of the United States. Mm. It was a little bit of, you know, of course, Mexican food as well, growing up in New Mexico. So right. a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah
1: but, uh, you know, considering where you are. So by the way, how how long have you been in Okinawa at this point?
2: Uh, 27 years. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Actually longer than I've been in the United States. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> you Okinawan <laughs> officially. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, and then you went to Japan for the first time as an airman uh, and was stationed in okinawa so how did you like it for the first time you went from you know it was the first time 27 years ago so did you like japan and uh, okinawa right away
2: uh, right away it was of, of course very different from growing up in the desert of new mexico and you know it was it's one of those uh expectations versus reality things that i i experienced firsthand you know growing up I was kind of fascinated with uh, other cultures and Asian culture specifically from, you know, discovery channel, national Ge- geographic, you know, those the days before we had internet, you know, we actually went to the library to look up stuff mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the television was, was pumping out cool shows on discovery. And so when I got here, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Japan. I'm, I'm expecting, you know, Osaka, Kyoto, Nagoya, but I get here, and it's like this is uh different <laughs> <laughs> there's so much concrete uh buildings were all you know built with concrete instead of wood wooden structures, so it's like where in what is this now Okinawa, <laughs> this isn't Japan, but okay, it's cool right it' was still still something totally different from what I was used to, you know
1: mm. so i right. i'm I'm sure so you impressed by the beautiful beach.
2: And oh, yes, yes.
1: So, yeah, and then uh, you were stationed, but after the end of your assignment, you managed to stay in Japan. So how did you do that? And why did you want to stay in Japan?
2: Yes, uh, in, the, in the Air Force, uh, it, it may be different from other uh, branches of the military, but in the Air Force, we were able to separate on island, uh, which is, you know, basically you're doing the paperwork Uh, to separate from the military, but you're allowed to stay uh, on the island as opposed to going back to the United States to do the paperwork. So uh, it was, for me, the process was fairly easy because I was uh, in college, studying Asian studies, by the way, (laughs) and I was employed a part-time job so I, you know I had something to, to show that I had a plan when I was getting out it wasn't just I was going to live under the bridge or in front of <laughs> Lawson. you know I actually had a plan and it made it I made it sound good yeah ha- I had to write a letter and everything and they approved it I was like all right sweet I don't have to go back to the U.S. Mm. <laughs> Cause I, I was I would really wanted to stay a little bit longer right. and you know here I am 27 years later. Well,
1: I didn't know that you uh, could uh, get a part-time job as you were in the
2: military. Well, I was working um, for the military. Oh, Uh, right. Okay. So that, that helped, you know, I was able to show that, yeah, I'm actually have a a plan for what I want to do. And, I actually had a had a part time job, so that helps. So just you're
1: curious, just wanted to stay in a foreign culture. That's why you wanted to stay there.
2: Uh, I think so. Yes, I was at that time. I was like I said, I was studying Asian studies. So I just really felt where I need. I felt comfortable being here because I was trying to learn Japanese a little bit more. This is actually the second time. My second time was the first time I was here for 2 years I left went back to I went to North Carolina mm. and then I had an opportunity to come back and I came back and I said okay the second time I'm going to actually study Japanese because I saw that how beneficial it was if you actually spoke a little bit mm. <laughs> and I was able to you know or able to order my favorite Booze in Japanese. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna study a little bit more. <laughs>
1: right. So okay. And then so obviously uh you liked Awamori. That was a part of the reason you wanted to be in Japan. But how did you discover Awamori? And what was your first impression?
2: I think uh just hanging out with uh, Japanese friends, uh they would introduce me to you know the Izakaya. I had never heard of you know been to an Izakaya before. So it was hanging out with them and drinking with them. I was typically the only American. So it, my my favorite thing at the time was umeshu, you know, the plum wine. So I would drink the plum wine and they would say, why are you drinking that? It's more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? You know, I thought we could drink whatever we want. Yeah, but why, why don't you try beer or try some awamori? I was like, Well what's awamorty? I know from the I know from the clubs, um, the free Awamori, like they're saying, No, no, this is this is different. You have a choice of you see the bottles there and they'll kinda of break it down to me and then that's when I learned about Awamori and then the different styles of enjoying Awamordi different types of drinks that you can enjoy
1: mm, right so for listeners who are not familiar with meshu meshu is like a much sweeter um plum um drink and uh it's completely it's not the mainstream uh drink but yeah so it's, it's interesting you came uh with the entrance of meshu and then went <laughs> which is yeah. very different yeah yeah
2: right yeah i i, I think at, at that young age i didn't really care for beer um so it was it was like you said it was really sweet so i said okay let me try that was my go-to was mm. plum wine on the rocks
1: right hold oh, on that sounds, yeah. sounds good too <laughs> um okay so um yeah i i heard that you are pretty um you know curious about new culture so other uh air force members were hanging around with them themselves but you just tried to venture out and then you made friends in Japan, right? Right, right,
2: yeah. Right.
1: So you are by nature a very curious person. I really admire.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, just trying to do diff- different things and, you know, experience. Because I, I felt like if you're going to live in a foreign country, why not, you know, learn about it as much as you can mm. about the culture?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, I totally 100% agree. I,
2: I still feel that way, so.
1: Mm. Right, and <laughs> now that's what you do now is what you do now. So, right, right, right. So we're going to talk about what you do now in a moment, but uh, let's talk about Awamori mm-hmm. first because uh, most of our listeners have no idea what Awamori is. So, so, mm. um, what is Awamori, and what is the difference between Shochu?
2: Uh, awamori is Okinawa's indigenous spirits. Uh, it dates back to what. It's fourteenth century, so about over six hundred years of history. And it's it's not gonna describe it. It's made with co- black koji, uh rice, and ye you know, of course, yeast and water. And it's really it's the ingredients are basically that's it. You know, and that's the difference I think with uh shochu is shochu you have what uh white koji and yellow koji that can also be used. But there are also uh, additional ingredients in the second uh, stage of fermentation that they add to shochu. For example, a sweet potato, uh, brown sugar, uh, barley. But those cannot be added to uh, Ryukyu awamori, traditional awamori.
0: Mm.
2: That's, I think, the biggest the biggest difference.
1: Right. Yeah, and it, well, the historically, you know, Okinawa was kind of it belonged to Japan, but back again and not, and then this like very global. Oh. Um, Right, complicated uh, region. Um,
2: right.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think uh, officially last time was returned to Japan in 1972 or something. So, yes. right, so it's a very beautiful culture and it's very independent. And of course, the climate is very different. So yeah, mm. and the awamori is made with Thai rice, which is like what? <laughs> because Japan is famous yeah, for Japanese yeah, yeah. rice. So there's a reason, right, right for say, using Thai rice because the whole production of that distilled beverage came from the South, not uh, developed in Japan like Shochu. So mm. yeah. And then, yes. Right. And then the koji, and the Koji is the mold that's used to ferment everything delicious in Japanese cuisine. But I yes. heard Krokoji is good to kill bac- bacteria. and Yes. Right? And whereas, um, I think if you go up to North, like the sake rice is, is made with shirokoji, uh, or did kikoji, um, because they don't need that strong uh, bacteria killer like crocology. Um So there's like a reason and it was developed yes. uniquely.
2: Right. Yes. Right. That's the the citric acid that's present in uh, kurokoji, and it's needed because of the higher, like you said, the higher temperatures here and humidity mm. here in Okinawa. Right.
1: Yeah. And then the shoju, um can be made with kurokoji, uh, shirokoji, mm. which is a I think mutation of kurokoji, I guess, and kikoji. it's like three, you know, different colors of koji that's used to make delicious alcoholic beverages in Japan, but yes, Yes. mori is only kokoji. So that's like like interesting um, geographical reason. Uh, Yeah. And uh, so what about the alcohol percentage?
2: Uh, For the most part uh, you're looking at uh, the low end, maybe 20% alcohol and up to 44% alcohol by volume. According to Japanese uh law, anything below forty five uh, percent A B V can be called Awamori. Above forty five in it's uh spirits. Mm. So it can no longer be considered awamori if it's above forty five. Right.
1: So yeah, the average is just so like 30, 40?
2: 30, uh, yes, around 30 to 40 is, is about average for almond.
1: Mm, right, because uh, shochu is, uh, what I heard is 80% of shochu in the market is 25% alcohol, right? So it's much higher. Um, okay, and then, um, so what is the history? You said uh, it started in 14th century?
2: Uh, for Aomori, yes, uh, and I think because of that, the the reason for that is because uh, Okinawa, or that time the, during that era, it was known as the Ryukyu Kingdom. Uh, Ryukyu Kingdom was a tributary of China, so a lot of that trade and know how came from from that region, uh, and and because of the, you know, the tributary relationship of going to China and. Hosting Chinese dignitaries here in um, Okinawa. They were trading. O- aomori was a trade commodity. So, especially the kusu, uh, aged aomori, was really h- uh, highly valued at that time. Mm. E- even now, kusu is some of the, the better aomori. Right. Even now. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, again, this is a uh, reflection of a complicated history of Okinawa or Ryukyu Island back then. So, yeah, I'm curious, you know, along with this um, Thai rice, uh, that probably I, what I heard is um, the there's a sake called the Lauron in Thailand. And then that's just looks similar to this. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of like another complicated, interesting history of Aomori. But uh, traditionally, I mean, Awamori has to be made with Thai rice by definition,
2: right? Uh, not necessarily. Oh. I thought so too, but it doesn't have to be made with Thai rice. As a matter of fact, there's uh, one in Ishigaki that uses Ishigaki grown rice. Oh,
1: interesting. But
2: what many, most of the Awamori distilleries do use Thai rice because it, it, it stands up well to, to black koji and the temperatures here in okinawa but it, it's not required it's the, the the main requirements are of course kurokoji and it has to be made in okinawa uh and distilled once i think mm. is you know as opposed to you know multiple distillations
1: right well I, yeah so the thai rice versus japanese rice which is short grain and thai rice is like uh what's called indica rice so it's longer yes, yes. and mm-hmm. uh so the black koji likes to stick to that long grain <laughs>
2: yes yes
1: interesting right yeah so yeah this is the whole i i could just go into all the how the koji grows in the long rice or whatever. I'm super so, so yeah, so curious. You're,
2: you're, you're like going out. I could I could I can sense a question that I won't be able to answer. I'll be like, um,
1: <laughs>
2: right. I have to get back with you on yeah. that one. But okay. yeah, you're right, though. Yeah.
1: Right. So we'll come back with the sequel. <laughs> Sometimes. <Yeah.
2: soon. laughs> I have to study up.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, and and then because you know sake rice is very nice scientifically technologically developed yeah. and then that the grain of rice, how do you polish it down and how you make the yields higher or how good
2: point. Right. So yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm just super curious now. So I'm just warning you next time you come back, you're going to talk about it. Um, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So the, you mentioned the Kusu. So is it very popular? Mm-hmm. It's a, what is Kusu and how popular is it?
2: Oh, it, yes, it is very popular. Well, so, so, you know, Standard awamori is once it's distilled and bottled, it's pretty much sold as is. But uh kusu is when they actually age the awamori. And it can age it in, in multiple types of vessels. As long as it's aged over three years, it's considered a kusu. So traditionally they use uh clay jars, clay pots to age awamori and that's where all the the flavors are coming off of if similar to cask aging for whiskey you know all those flavors are coming off the cask whereas an Alamorti, it's coming off of that clay pot or wherever you're aging it in but you can also age it in um there are some Alamorti blends that are aged in wooden uh cask uh ex bourbon cask and then they're blended with st- standard Alamorti. there's also the steel. Steel tank, aged, halmorti, and that's just because of the capacity. I think most of the distilleries are using those big steel tanks now because we can put more in it, mm. you know, and age age more of it. But yes, akusu is very popular. It's of course a little bit more expensive than the standard halmorti, but the taste, you know, is much better. <laughs> you know, mm. I'm speaking you know, biased, but it's much better for me. Personal.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so I happen to taste um clay aged shochu and uh mm. oh they're not uh omori, but clay. I, I did a compared side by side and clay-aged mm-hmm. one has much milder, kind of mm. like a rounded texture. I don't know why, because of the air, like very tiny right. air circulation going on when you're aging like three, five years. So right. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, kusu. It's is if it's popular, if you go to a bar or retail shops, do you easily find kusu?
2: I yeah, I would I would say yes. It is it is fairly in, easy mm. to locate and pick out. It's,
1: okay, but and it,
2: yes, and of course, the you know, of course, it needs to be labeled as kusu. So it is you know, it's labeled in the in the kanji,
1: mm.
2: uh, old old sake. Right. So yeah. Right. if you know what you're looking for then yes if it could be a it could be a challenge if you don't know but
1: <laughs> right yeah but it's not bad it's that was,
2: like, yeah that's was, that was part of my motivation for studying japanese right <laughs> <laughs>
1: right yeah you're a very precious um you know Awamori language yeah. speaker as well as just japanese language <laughs> speaker right yeah, yeah. so okay because when last time i went to um Oh uh, first time last time. It was the same time. I, I didn't know too much about Awamori, but uh I, right, I didn't yeah. actively try to find kusu. So definitely sounds like um it's amazing. So you do you think the roundness of the taste is better than regular younger awamori?
2: I, I, I would say yes, because there there are depending on the region, you know, some regions have really robust tasting awamori. Uh, especially like Miyako Island, or you know, I, I mentioned Ishigaki as well. Those kind of are, 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 are I would say, a harder flavor, har- harsh, harsher flavor. Mm. But once you um, age them, it kind of matures. It kind of mellows out that that harshness, and it's more of a, a rounded flavor. And you could taste a lot of the. I wouldn't say. F- some Some kind of vanilla flavor, maybe toffee flavors coming off of that mm. uh the aging process
1: okay uh, where,
2: whereas uh shochu is more uh floral, you know you get some floral or uh some other other notes that aren't really picked up in all the aging
1: mm right that's where it comes from uh unique uh Thai rice and the black cozy
2: yes. Yes, I think it's a combination of all of those.
1: Things. Mm, right, it's interesting. Right, like, get okay, shochu and awamori tend to be like, you know, combined together called awamori slash shochu or shochu slash awamori. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, they are distinctive from how it's made, how the ingredients, and like you said, kosu a uh, kusu is not so much uh, a big deal uh, in shochu. So. Mm, Yes. Okay. So we'll take a quick break here and when we come back, we'll discuss how to drink Aomori. So please stay with us. Okay. (laughs) Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. The knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant from french to Pan asian to american and that is why they're located in new york city where people from every country in the world come to eat Corinne's tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of japanese chef knives in the world including japan stop by to view the exquisitely designed tableware and the Welsh natural sharpening stones They have a whole range of knife services, from repair and rust removal, to reshaping and realigning. Koin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table, so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit koin.com. Hi, I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler, Executive Director of HRN. HRN is dedicated to amplifying voices from all across our food system. Today, I'm asking listeners to take part in our summer membership drive by helping sustain our mission to expand the way eaters think about food. As a thank you for this tax-deductible donation, you can receive some great HRN swag, including the HRN cap, wine carrier, or a special spice set from Burlap and Barrel. By becoming a member, you will play an essential role in keeping nonprofit Food Radio on the air. Go to heritageradionetwork.org/donate to become a member today. Thank you for your support. All right, so welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats on HRN or Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host Akutema, and my guest today is Maurice Dudley, who is an Awamori specialist based in Okinawa Prefecture. So uh, so how do you describe the taste of awamori? Like you said, oh. uh, kusu is, you know, kind of like a camel kind of things. But uh, when you pick up a fresh bottle of awamori, uh, how do you describe it? And Are there many flavor variations depending on the labels too? Uh,
2: I think uh, uh, I think mo- a lot of the awamoris are because they're all made the same. They're similar flavors. Um, you know of of course it's a rice based spirit so you're getting that that rice flavor but the the Thai rice I, I wouldn't say there's so much a difference between the rice flavor it's just the uh i think the mouthfeel and the the texture wise is definitely different compared to uh Japanese uh rice based spirits uh if that makes any sense cuz there I, I mentioned uh the Ishigaki grown rice Awamori. It seems to be softer mouthfeel uh, when you're drinking it, uh, as opposed to other standard uh, Awamoris out there.
0: Hmm.
1: But Oh, this. By the way, so the Okinawa mm-hmm. Prefecture, the Okinawa Islands. Yes. So yeah, it's to be aware of the difference between different islands. That's important. This sounds like many. Flavored variations depending on yes. which island it's made.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah. And even within the, on the Okinawa main island, you know, you have the, the regional. So you have the southern tip of the island and you have the central part and then northern parts of island. They're all, they all have their unique ways of, you know, it, whether it's the fermentation phase or, you know, the timing of when they, they, how long they let the koji sit on the rice. Um, all that's kind of specific to each distillery, uh, because there's there's only so many things that they can do with our anyway. So it's like it, we can use different yeast or different time frame. Maybe it's some, some water differences. To add that little unique flavor.
1: Mm, right? To make,
2: to make our brand stand out from everyone else's.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So um, I think the, the long rice tend to be what I heard, this is what I heard. So, quinoa food tend to be rich and thicker. And then um, to pair with it, the refreshing, our mori taste and flavor are very yes. good with that.
2: Yes.
1: You know, so, quinoa yeah, food.
2: It, yes, in Okinawa cuisine, we do eat a lot of greasy foods, <laughs> a lot of uh, pork-based f- foods, so we need to cut that uh, with aomori, al- of course. That's I think that's why it's, it tends to be a higher alcohol percentage that people want, you know. A, a popular way to enjoy aomori here in Okinawa is mizuwari or mixing with water. And I, you, a lot of times when I mention that to uh, Westerner friends, they're like, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> Because it's just not something you do with other with probably with no other spirits besides shochu. Um, oh. It's just not really something. And so when you're eating with a meal or it, in consuming with a meal, you're mixed with water. And I usually start off with 30% percent um or Seventy percent water, and then you know, towards the end of the night, you're doing 50-50. Mm. <laughs> and then, or you maybe doing seventy percent of already thirty percent water. You know, right? It's well, um, so a very uh,
1: serialized, yeah. controlled way to increase, and, gradually increase alcohol. Right.
2: <laughs> right, and I think that's part of the for me that's part of the the joy and you know the the draw of drinking. almorty it's kind of versatile in that you can add water or you know add a a slice of lemon or add chikwasa the the local lime the local citrus here in okinawa you add some of that to it there's also a popular especially with the older the older men is they like to drink it with milk
1: yeah i've heard of that
2: Wow. Or with black coffee. Yeah, Black coffee is also really popular. Huh. As, as a matter of fact, when you order Aomori at Izakaya, they automatically bring an ice pail and, you know, a, a jug of water. Cause they, they assume that that's how you're going to be drinking it. And then you can also ask for uh, jasmine tea. You can ask for uron tea, you know, to mix with it. So it's pretty versatile in that. mm.
1: Right. Yeah. So you mentioned actually, um, you know, Mr. Pork is famous, and shikwasa is a very unique citrus. Um, yes. Right. So Okinawa is rich in local um, ingredients as well as style of cuisine. So mm. yeah, and the interesting thing, well, you mentioned shochu, and awamori are usually mixed with water, and it's it's not just like you know. <laughs> tap water just pouring <laughs> over <laughs> it's more <like> cocktail <laughs> delicacy in it
2: yeah no, right right
1: right so and also, i don't know if you do an awamori um with oyuari. Oyuari is it's uh, kind of japanese unique japanese way to wow. add hot water or like warm water in with you know they add mixed with Alcohol, delegate
2: alcohol,
1: yes, right? and it really makes it more flavorful because of the temperature, and alcohol comes out. So,
2: it, I, it's not really a, a. To be honest, oyu water is not really a thing in Okinawa, but of course there are. It is available, but you know, most of the time it's already hot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, just give me some ice and some water,
1: right? <laughs>
2: um, you know, or so I think uh, nowadays soda uh and soda water mm. is really popular so uh, you know an awamori highball is really popular now
1: okay and by the way you mentioned shikwasa that's uh yes. a unique citrus from okinawa and uh, how do you describe the taste uh compared to something like lime or lemon or yuzu <sighs> yeah
2: i think it would be closer to yuzu than, than anything it's it's weird it's kind of a a cross between the lemon and lime. Uh, it's it's really small compared to either of those fruits. Um, uh, yeah, I think it'd be closer to the yuzu flavor. Mm, but it's not Is yuzu. That,
1: yeah, I think... it's
2: not, definitely not.
1: I think that personally, it's more delicate than
2: yuzu. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Right? It's like yeah, a more yeah. subtle, and you, you want to put it everywhere anywhere because it's such a refreshing and a slightly sweet but not right. as biting as lemon or I mean yuzu is mild but even milder than Yuzu. So yeah. Yeah. I oh lucky you have it. shikwasa everywhere. And
2: yeah, but it, but it's kind of seasonal. So it's like you gotta be um I don't even know the, the season, you know. <laughs> but you have to find it when it when it grows and it's harvested you know, right. then you can pick it up fresh. You do see a lot of uh, extract now that you can buy at, at any time of the year.
1: Mm, right. I think it's the summer it's the peak and then you have a break, um, like yes. early spring. So, yeah.
2: Yes, that sounds right. Yes.
1: Right. And um, so, okay, then, uh, so how, how do you, I mean, you know, this kind of a, uh, Silly question, maybe, but uh, how do you like Awamori compared to other alcoholic beverages? Because you you could drink, you know, whiskey or gin or anything else. But what's, what is special to you personally about Awamori?
2: I I think it's the fact that you you can add water to it. Like, or you can, if I feel, I, I just want to drink it on the rocks, that's totally doable you know and or i can add some water or i can add some soda water whereas if if you're drinking a bourbon or a whiskey it's, you're kind of limited to what you would be able to do with it and th- throughout the night i don't think you're going to be like sipping on it all night whereas with our i could totally i could probably kill half a bottle
1: mm.
2: you know just with some water
1: right because uh it's more neutral like you know Mm-hmm. The other gin or, I mean, vodka, it's like multi- multiple uh, distillation doesn't leave you right. much of flavor, but it's mm-hmm. more like alcohol cake. But um, yeah, it sounds like Amori's unique um, taste can mm-hmm. make you feel happy and you never get bored, but it doesn't interrupt. Um, I mean, you don't get tired of it.
2: Right. And I, I think also I don't I don't know if it's scientifically proven, but you I think you have less of a hangover the next day because you're mixing it with water or you know yeah, most of the most of the time I'm mixing it with water. So you're you are i am rehydrating at the same time. Mm,
1: right. And of course Whereas if you Yeah. yeah. And then I eat with right. food that helps Right,
2: right. At the same time. So like if I were drinking a beer all night. You know, I would definitely be feeling that in the morning. It'd be sitting in my stomach,
1: Mm.
2: you know, I'd I'd be hating life.
1: Right. And then Okinawa, of course, you know, the blue zone um, idea of people on Earth who live longer, uh, there are five regions called like blue zones and Okinawa is one of them. So I'm not sure how is contributing to the lengthy life of people, (laughs) the healthy and lengthy life of people. So Maybe, yeah yeah right. okay, and uh so uh, our listeners include people in the beverage industry, so uh for bartenders uh mixco- mixologists, what is the ab- advantage of using our mori in the cocktails
2: uh I think it 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 won't really overpower the the mixers it, it mixes well with basically any mixture, so if you're if you're if you're reaching for a bottle of gin, you know you have to think about how much juniper it has and, and other spices that it has in it, and what can you can pair with it. Whereas with amarita, you don't really have so so much complex uh complex ingredients in there. There are none, so you're just mm. what you have is what you get, and it doesn't overpower anything.
1: Right. Okay, so right, so the as as far as I can think of, uh, Mori is very regional, terroir driven drink, and then yes. very delicate, flavorful, yet you never get tired of it, and healthier option. And you feel better next yes, day. It,
2: it, <laughs> yes, it, it has. It has been said to be a healthier option. Yes.
1: Mm, right. Okay. And do you know what? When I was in Okinawa and I went to um supermarket, there's like tens and almost hundreds of labels. So, uh, how many Amori distilleries exist?
2: There are forty-seven active distilleries uh, between you know Okinawa main island and the outlying islands.
1: Oh wow. Wow, Oh, well, that's amazing, well, considering how big Okinawa yeah. prefecture is, so yeah, uh, yeah, and then each distillery, I would imagine makes a sort of multiple labels, so
2: yes of you know, of course they have their flagships uh brands, but then they also make um you know less uh, smaller brands off of that, and they there are uh beginning to make well, they've always been making a lot of liqueurs, but I think. You see a lot more liqueurs nowadays. Hmm. Right. Uh, already based yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Right. So the so is the number of distilleries increasing or decreasing?
2: I don't. I don't think they are decreasing yet, but uh, perhaps in the future they're. They have been getting uh, the is a, a tax break a tax. Uh, relief from the Japanese government, and that's supposed to end in 2026, I believe. So I'm wondering what that ef- that effect will have on dis- active distilleries because they it'll cost more to produce, um, Aomori at that point. I assume so.
1: Mm, right.
2: But at the at the moment, you know, I don't I don't see a, a decrease. Right.
1: Well, I, I think my imagination my prediction is that, you know, UNESCO uh, gave Japanese cuisine as uh, the uh, the intangible heritage status in, I think, 2013. So I don't think they're going to stop doing that. And because awamori is such a beautiful traditional um, product, and, uh, I mean, Japanese sake has been promoted, shoju now being promoted, mm-hmm. and why not awamori, right? It's just so, so unique, so precious, so, right. yeah. Okay. And uh, so by the way, um do you have any uh, good examples of our mori based cocktails you have tasted?
2: Um I I I would say it, it goes well with any basic c- citrus based. Um so any basically any fruit um based cocktail. But I also like the what I call oh agroni. It's the, basically the negroni, but you substitute the gin with Aumorti. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoy that because I like Negroni anyway. So, you know, it just really goes well with uh, awamori. especially a lot of the Kusu Aumorti that has, you know, some of the additional flavors. Hmm. Right. Natural, natural flavors, I would say. Mm.
1: Right. Yeah, Negroni. I like Negroni too, and that kind of slight bitterness and sweetness, mm-hmm. so that can work together.
2: Right. right
1: right right okay and uh so now i want to talk about your um uh, business so in 2016 Uh-oh. you founded your own company blue hub yes. trade group yes. so what is your business
2: blue hub uh it's basically an import export business uh that i just kind of jumped right into i, I didn't really you know, I did a lot of thinking back and forth. Should I do it? Maybe I shouldn't. You know, and I said, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so I jumped in. Yeah, because I, I was just like, I just keep talking about it. I'm not going to do anything. So uh, at the time when I was thinking about starting my own business, import export, a friend of mine was into home brewing. He was a home brewer. And he was leaving Okinawa, going back to the to the U.S. And he said, you should look in the craft beer. And I've well, I've heard I know of craft beer and I like you know I like alcohol so let me look into what what's required to import alcohol or and to re retail alcohol so yeah I picked up a license for that and um I've basically started importing right away in 2016 after I, got the license yeah
1: mm, right so what kind of um, products do you import and
2: export mm, so i import uh, from import spirits from sri lanka peru and south africa and i imported uh, wine from france i have experience in that as well mm. and as far as exporting i have I have experience exporting uh Al-Morti. Actually, to the to California, and uh, we uh, involved in a project to export uh, Japanese sake to India. So I'm looking forward to getting that underway.
1: Oh wow, interesting! And it's, I'm looking at actually your website. You have a very good products, and is that um, how you chose? You like them, and you really decided to sell them?
2: Because very cool products. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the majority of, you know, the products that I have posted are my self-import. Uh, but there are some, especially some whiskeys, that I also kind of just threw up there also. Because I, I figure I have a website, I might as well put more up there. Um, but primarily, it's the products that I that I self-import that I, I need to put post up. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, if I like it, then I can... I can kind of talk about it, you know, if I don't know anything about it, it doesn't pick up my interest. So mm, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the way to go. And I really like that before you thought about it, you started the business and I I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, I should learn so much. Like, you know, you tend to think too much and then not doing it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I've, I've, I did my, my years of thinking, so <laughs> eventually you gotta do it, you know?
1: Right, that's true. Um okay, and then um so you said you're exporting Aomori to um California, but is that something um well received because people don't know much about Aomori?
2: It was a uh no it was a, like a, it's kind of sporadic. Um it's not an ongoing project, but uh when we do have A request for it, then yeah, we we filled it at that time. So it's been a while. It's been, you know, especially, you know, because of COVID kind of slows everything down as well. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there is a new uh, law uh, just introduced on July 1st in New York. Now, shochu can be sold as shochu as far as alcohol level is 24%. Or less. So I'm expecting shochu is going to be more popular because it used to be sold under soju, which is Korean beverage, which is like a national prize issue. But now a lot of uh, shochu producers don't have that identity issue. So they start selling shochu in, a, in New York, I do assume. So right. And that said, shochu already is popular in certain bars in America because bartenders decided to look for something interesting and the shochu works well, but good advantage of awamori is that awamori has a high alcohol, which is important for bartenders, right? In mixing in their cocktails, they don't, they cannot get buried in other flavors. So yeah, awamori really think has a strategic advantage um, as Japanese traditional beverage. So. I hope your export business of Murray is going to thrive sometime very soon.
2: Uh, yeah, I hope so. I, I think we will see uh, more uh, lower ABV Alamorti as a result of that the new law. Mm. Because ho- hopefully it's not just New York. Hopefully other states will pick up on it. And then we may see, we already do have uh lower ABV of already 25%. I've seen 15%. Mm.
0: Um,
2: so I think the distilleries may be looking to do that, you know, offer a lower ABV because of that. And also I think we, we, we see uh, events, especially for younger female audience here in Okinawa kind to try to get them interested in awamori. Uh, so, because traditionally it was the old ojisan <laughs> go-to drink. You know, old be- man's be- drink. Oh, oh, the old man, old man like me, that was our drink. And everyone else was turned off by it. But now we see uh, the younger female audience uh, gravitating towards uh, kind of the uh, lower ABV, and some of the liqueur, uh, already base liqueurs that are available.
1: Mm, right. I mean, you know, looking back, sake used to be just until recently the old man's drink. Then now it's mm. it's a, such a cool, sophisticated yeah. drink. So, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. And I think you are the key person to make it happen as a cool drink. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So the uh, your other business. Uh, within the business, you have you own a bar, right? Called Boo Habu, in Okinawa City.
2: Yeah, kind of, yes, kind of. Okay. It's a, it's a, it is a bar, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not a fully stocked or fully operated full time thing. It's a it's a location that I have that I can host events. Uh, I can do. I wanted to do, like tastings. My my dream one day is to do a sake, shochu, aomori tasting event, mm. where I can. I think there are a lot of people who don't know the difference between the three, right? Mm. Um, even you know, I can I can remember a time where I didn't know the difference either. So I'm sure there are other Americans here who don't know what. So what's the difference between sake, shochu, and aomori? What what is that? So just to have a place that I can do things like that and say. This mm. is sake. This is shochu. This is kusu kusu you know, right? I think would be it would be interesting.
1: Totally. I I wish you can just bring that idea to the stage when you promote uh, Mori because that's I've never seen that. But
2: yeah, that's a very yeah, very I,
1: good way to promote kusu.
2: I, th- I think it's yeah yeah. It's a good way to look at it instead of like doing just sake, just which those are all good. But let's put them together and then. Mm. And do experiences that way as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, keep me posted. That sounds amazing. So. Yeah.
2: Okay. See now. Now I have to do it. Now. That I said
1: it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you do it.
2: Right. I said it out loud. Uh oh. Uh oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have listeners in 190 countries, so you can go back.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so that's what Blue Habu the location, uh the physical location is. Um it's also allows me to to sell retail uh from that location. So
1: mm, right. So that's in Okinawa City, right?
2: Yes, oh, Okinawa City.
1: Right, it's within the main island of Okinawa. Right. Okay. Uh, so i look forward to seeing you there next time I go to Okinawa.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely.
1: Right. And so what are your plans and dreams?
2: Uh, um, I, I think I, I'm on the right track, but I, I definitely have a lot to learn still about, the you know, doing business in Japan, about Aomori, and definitely uh, I need to boost my Japanese speaking ability mm. and reading, especially reading in Japanese, you know.
1: Right. Well, but do you enjoy that?
2: I, yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, but I make mistakes every day. But I, I don't let those mistakes, you know, pull me down. It's like it's like you have to try. You know, if I don't try, I'll never get any better. So I think that would be a goal for me is to improve that uh, the Japanese speaking ability and to be able to to reach more
1: people. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I think um, language is just language. It's just a tool, but through learning language, you really get to know what's behind, right? right. So that's awesome,
2: right.
1: right? Well, my Japanese. If I uh, you ask me, to, you know, write by hand kanji and completed mm-hmm. kanji, I used to remember like my hand remembers, but it's like, well, I'm so sort of used to typing. So I'm probably have yeah. to re-study Japanese kanji like complicated ones like what? How do I spell it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, do you sometimes come back to the states?
2: Uh, it's been a while since I've been back. You know, pr- before before the pandemic. You know, it was probably the last time mm-hmm. that I was there. Uh, but I would I would like to get back here and participate in some of the events. The, you know, the industry-wide events that I think someone representing Awamori should be, you know, involved in in some of those.
1: Mm. I, I yeah. strongly agree, and I hope I can see you here in New York, too, because there's a potential and there's so many Japanese restaurants looking for good products, mm. and I think Awamori needs a place to shine as they should be in Okinawa. So, um, yeah, it's just that uh, what you do is just amazing. So, yeah, good luck. Thank you. Right. And so where can we find your updates online and on social media?
2: Uh, I think that I'm pretty active on Instagram, at Blue Habu, it's B-L-U-E-H-A-B-U. And on Facebook, it's at Blue Habu Trade. Uh, Facebook and Twitter also, okay. Blue Habu Trade. Yeah. Right, so those are the. I'm so
1: sorry. Yeah,
2: but uh, by the way, what is habu, H A B U? Oh yeah, we, we we didn't talk about that. H A B U habu, habu is the uh, indigenous snake pit viper here in Okinawa. Mm. Have you, if you're familiar with habu sake, people a lot of people are familiar with habu sake. I've never That's, had yeah.
1: it, but is, is that something to <laughs> energize you or something?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the snake wine. Again, that also, you know, is has a lot of that history from Southeast Asia and the tributary relationship that uh, the UK kingdom had with China. All of that snake wine um, history and production practices have been have come to Okinawa. So we also have a snake wine uh, known as habushu. Hmm. But the habu, you know, the habu is uh, the indigenous snake uh, poisonous snake for here in Okinawa. Right. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, why, what is that? Why Blue Habu? Um, <laughs> it's just one of those, it's one of those Okinawa specific names that I thought sounded cool, but I didn't want to pick Oki something or Okinawa something. I I, I thought that was overdone. So I was kind of wanted to be unique and original.
1: Yeah, I really think it's very smart and cool thing because your logo on your website is a blue Habu yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the well, ocean, blue ocean of Okinawa, yeah. too. So, really done. So, okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Marisa. And I hope I can speak to you on the show again.
2: Okay, thank you. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, so listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese at heritageradionetwork.org or akikuatema.com. Japanese is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Matt Patterson, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. One Eats is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradernetwork.org slash subscribe.